0: Inter-Korean tensions are reaching fever pitch from the dawn of the new year with North Korea calling South Korea, quote, the undoubted enemy and declaring its new defense goals focused on boosting its nuclear capabilities. South Korea is not backing down, warning of an end to the Kim Jong-un regime should the North attempt to use its nuclear weapons. Let's now connect with Dr. Pung Yongshik at the Yonsei Institute of Korea and North Korean Studies for the latest on the North Korea issues. Good morning and Happy New Year, Dr. Pong.
1: Good morning and Happy New Year.
0: Thank you for joining us. Uh, so we have to start by discussing the key plenary of North Korea's Central Committee of the Workers' Party this five-day meeting. Kim Jong-un unveiled defense strategy for this new year, calling for an exponential increase of nuclear arsenals can you give us the key takeaways of north korea's new defense goals and what kind of weapons development can we expect in this brand new year
1: uh, the important uh, uh previous meeting in relations with the planner meeting that uh, has been held for five days this time is uh, the eighth party congress that was held in january in 2021 about two years ago
0: mm.
1: in that eighth party congress Uh, It was decided that the North Korean armed forces would develop five new types of most advanced weapon systems as an attempt to enhance its uh, military capabilities uh, against uh, not only United States but also South Korea and Japan. So you can detect uh, an important shift in strategic thinking of the Kim Jong-un regime of North Korea uh, in terms of deterring and uh, um, putting pressure on these three countries. Previously, the brunt of a uh, strategic thinking of North Korea was targeting the United States with nuclear intercontinental ballistic missiles. But after the decisions were made in the Eighth Party Congress in January 2021, now the targets uh, are not only confined to the United States, but the US forces stationing in South Korea and Japan, as well as the uh, civilian population in those two countries Uh, that are security partners of the United States. Mm -hmm. Uh, Since the uh, weapon development of North Korea uh, has not accomplished the intended goals yet, uh, in the plenary session, uh, it was uh, reiterated that uh, the country and the regime and the forces uh, would uh, proceed uh, with a very stern and uh, undoubted uh, determination Mm -hmm. to accomplish uh, those goals.
0: So it seems that the same rhetoric that was in place since January 2021, they're just staying in line with what was proposed previously. Now, ringing in the new year, North Korea has launched what it called a nuclear capable rocket launcher. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit more about this weapon? And does this actually pose a big threat to the South Korean military? I mean, the North claims it has a large nuclear capable multiple launch rocket system. I mean, if successful, that sounds devastating.
1: Uh, Yes, uh, if uh, it is true, uh, as announced by North Korea's uh, official media, then uh, it would pose a devastating uh, blow to the uh, missile defense capability of South Korea. But uh, those uh, three plus one uh, missiles launched at the end of the year 2022 were not really a far advanced kind of uh, missiles uh, compared to the previous uh, uh, missiles. Uh, test fired uh, in 2022. So as I said in the previous remark that uh, those cases should be seen as um, uh, cases uh, in the continuous context of the accomplishment of the goals of the military modernization set uh, two years ago Mm -hmm. at the Eighth Party Congress. So we are going to see more test firings of the missiles of various kinds by North Korea in the year 2023 as well. Mm-hmm. I neglected uh, uh, to mention uh, something about the plenary sessions. Um, Sherlock Holmes uh, famously says that you have to put, uh, pay attention what you can observe, but at the same time you have to also pay attention to what's missing that is supposed to exist mm-hmm. at the scene of crime, right? You, dog that does not bark. Why the dog did not bark on the night when the horse was stolen, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Right, right. Because
1: the, uh, the thief was the master of the dog.
0: <laughs> so what's
1: missing? What is supposed to be uh, made at the plenary session? Or wh- what is supposed to be delivered by Kim Jong-un on New Year's Day? Mm. New Year's message to the nation and North Korean people, right? Mm. And in the plenary session, the top priority for North Korean regime and its people should be saving the staggered economy. Right. But Kim Jong regime did not have anything to offer to its people, because so in, instead of uh, making some new, uh, you know, radical, you know, decisions with regard to the resuscitation of, you know, uh, fallen economy, Kim Jong Un had to double down on the development of more nuclear warheads and more missiles. Mm. But that doesn't really solve the situations on the ground. Somebody has to do something to feed the North Korea population.
0: Right.
1: But since the uh, Kim Jong-un regime does not have the capability to engage in long-term economic growth of North Korea and enhance the living conditions of North Korean people, Chairman Kim Jong-un instead chose to double down on more nuclear warheads. But you know, North Korea may produce more nuclear weapons as ordered by Kim Jong-un. But that's not, that doesn't really solve the problem. It only worsens the situation on the ground because if North Korean regime is going to pour more resources and money in the development of nuclear weapons, then it is left with no money to help national economy. Mm. It's a famous uh, Richard Samuelson's uh, argument of the trade-off between guns and butters mm. in economy one-on-one, which I hate to my guts. <laughs> right? and uh, he cannot could not even deliver new year's message because there's nothing he can really highlight in the new year's message with pride so you got to pay attention to what has been missing in the gestures of the regime as we uh, welcome the beginning of a new year mm.
0: sidestepping economic concerns of the everyday people and doubling down on the well ma- weapons of mass destruction to maybe I don't want to say distract, but turn the attention away from one of the core that. messages. I wanted to. Right. <laughs> I also wanted to ask you why you're not a big fan of the analogy of guns for, and butters. Because
1: I got C- in economic <laughs> 101. You
0: know? Interesting, Dr. Vong. Right.
1: Uh, that's, that was a very painful question.
0: Uh, you found your other calling I think you're doing. I think so. Following. I mean, my
1: professor kindly told me uh, mm. that the uh, gentlemen, your talents must be lied elsewhere. <laughs> that didn't help.
0: Dr. Pung, I mean, uh, even despite you explaining thoroughly why North Korea might be doubling down on a previously known rhetoric, it doesn't stop us from calculating and taking a look at the numbers. On New Year's Eve, North Korea was on its 37th day of missile tests just in the year 2022 alone. Over 90 missiles tested in a single year. That is a record breaker and it raises a red flag that's hard for any of us to ignore. So the world has to keep a close eye on the tensions, uh, ratcheting up on the Korean Peninsula with some even reporting that Korea may become the next Ukraine. And this is according to some North Korean experts. You may disagree because I'm not really (laughs) seeing an approval in your eyes. Uh, Given the current situation and that unprecedented level of North Korean provocations in 2022, how bad do you expect things to get within this calendar year?
1: Well, uh, the high tension on the Korean Peninsula is unfortunately Likely to continue uh, because there's no signs of uh, uh, you know slowing down on the part of the North Korea. Um, you know, obsessed with the development of new new uh, weapon systems. Uh, but um, you have to take a very careful look at what has been announced by the North Korean government at this time, including Kim Jong's order to you know produce as many nuclear weapons as possible. Uh, but maintaining the produced nuclear warheads is very expensive mm. um in in the entire world uh, usually pays approximately um 90 billion US dollars every year for the simple maintenance of the already produced nuclear warheads and the united states alone assumes approximately 57 billion US dollars for the maintenance of nuclear warheads it has produced and maintained. If North Korea is going to produce more nuclear warheads, that means that North Korea's resources will be even more rapidly depleted for the maintenance of the nuclear weapons uh, warheads that are not going to be used uh, in the short run anyway. So that would exacerbate already tanked national economy. So there's no so logical you know, uh, justification for Kim Jong-un's order for more proliferation of nuclear warheads uh, because uh, North Korea is not going to be winning in the current arms race with South Korea uh, by focusing on the more production of nuclear warheads. Mm. So uh, the danger for Kim Jong-un's strategy, which is doubling down on more nuclear warheads and more missiles, is that it's going to lose the long-term battle with uh, South Korea, which happens to be number six in the world, according to the uh, recent report by US and World Report, as you mentioned at the beginning of the program. How can you win the arms race with South Korea, Mm -hmm. which is number six in the world Mm -hmm. for international influence and economic power? Mm -hmm. And the fifth, biggest uh, arms exporter uh, in the global market. Mm-hmm. So North Korea is uh, just digging deeper in its own you know, trap. If it continues to fight eye for an eye, you know, year for year, with the Yun Song yeon government's uh, hotline North Korea policy, mm-hmm. and its proportional responses uh, to North Korea's provocations.
0: But as you've explained to us before, Dr. Bong, if North Korea were to back down from that rhetoric, wouldn't that be a sign of weakness for the Kim Jong-un regime?
1: That's a million dollar question, right? Mm. So uh, Kim Jong-un must be in the rock and hard place. Mm. You know, he cannot go forward. Mm. Uh, he cannot go back. Mm. So uh, he just uh, goes back to the, uh, the familiar territory, mm. which is to order more uh, weapon productions and cast hatred. Uh, uh, to an antagonism to South Korea as quote and unquote undoubted enemy. Mm-hmm. But do you expect the South Koreans and using your government would feel hurt? Oh my god, North Koreans just called us <laughs> undoubted enemy. I'm hurt. No, that's not going to happen. Come on.
0: <laughs> uh, North Korea, meanwhile, uh, has conducted a major reshuffle of top military officials, replacing Secretary of the Ruling Party's Central Committee and Vice Chairman of the Party's Central Military Commission, Pak Jong-chun, with former Defense Minister Ri yong What does this reshuffle and change then imply at this point in time?
1: Uh, This should not be as a fundamental change of personnel uh, at the top uh, echelon of the armed forces Mm. or the government. Although Park Jong-Chun used to be the vice president of the uh, Central Military Commission of the North Korean Workers' Party. Uh, It's just a simple swap uh, between Park Jong-Chun and Lee Mm. Young-gil. Lee Young-gil used to be the defense minister. Um, So it is to assign uh, accountability to uh, Mr. Park Jong-Chun. Uh, for the failure uh, by the North Korean armed forces to detect and repel the drones sent by the uh, South Korean military uh, in response to North Korea sending the five drones Mm. uh, to uh, the uh, aerial area of Seoul. Uh, So it is asking responsibilities uh, to Mr. Park Mm. Jong-chun, but uh, it also shows that uh, who is in charge. Only the supreme leadership, mm-hmm. only uh, Generalissimo uh, Kim Jong Un, uh, is the has the total control over the armed forces of North Korea. So, a uh, simple change of the personnel does not really mean any structural changes of North Korea's armed forces mm-hmm. at all. Uh, this is to just show that one, everyone should be uh, held accountable for uh, you know the position uh, mm-hmm. he or she uh, holds, and two. Uh, asking what accountability can be only made by the Supreme Leader, Kim Jong.
0: Dr. Bong, because you brought it up, I do have to ask you about the North Korean drone infiltration la- last year. It caught many of us off guard because, most notably, South Korea wasn't able to successfully trace or bring down the drones, and that seemed to be a blaring red flag.
1: Oh, yes, should be. Uh, the red flag was raised and uh, must uh, be raised, uh, because it was um, a clear failure Mm -hmm. uh, on the part of our armed forces to uh, properly respond to the uh, drone infiltration committed by North Korea. Mm -hmm. Um, This is very regretful because uh, uh, this is not the first case. Uh, We also had uh, drone infiltrations uh, in the past, uh, notably in 2014 and uh, uh, 2017. uh, I know this because, uh, as a um, you know civilian expert, I also partic- participated in the uh, the 1.5 the track meetings uh, with the, uh, the armed forces of South Korea and the Ministry of National Defense about how to devise more effective response uh, schemes uh, to future infiltration of North Korean drones. But uh, it seems like the uh, armed forces of South Korea has not really uh, uh, come up with a reliable. And uh, systematic schemes to actually deal with the uh, drone infiltration this time. Mm. Mm. What what is uh, necessary for the armed forces of South Korea is uh, to imagine better, mm. because the uh, you know the light uh, aircraft uh, pilot uh, said that the reason why uh, he was so reluctant to shoot down the drone is that uh, such an action may cause uh, devastating uh, damages to the civilian populations, right? Hmm. in the cosmopolitan area, Hmm. highly populated. But that consideration should have been, must must have been uh, already incorporated with the standing response uh, systems Hmm. of South Korea's air forces in the first place. Hmm. So what the Defense Ministry of South Korea needs is to further collaboration with the civilian experts on drone technology uh, to get the more sophisticated uh, in a scenarios uh, that would also include a lot of uh, highly unlikely but possible types of infiltration that might be committed by North Korea in the future.
0: And Dr. Bong, last but not the least, then what were the North's mort- motives with the drone infiltration and were they successful in achieving what they had uh, sought out to do? Uh,
1: do you remember the legendary comedian uh, Mr. Lee Ju-il? Sure. He was extremely popular in the nineteen eighties, right? Yeah. Oh, good. Good to know that you belong to the same generation. I
0: don't belong yeah. to the same generation, but I know who he is.
1: You don't have to shout at me. Come <laughs> on. But the uh, uh, the late Mister. Ejuil uh, gained fame by saying a lot of uh, smart lines. One is uh, one of which is that, uh, <laughs> I want to show something to the world, right? <laughs> Kim Yo Jong uh, wanted to show something to South Korea, right? Uh, uh, in the aftermath of the Uh, severe criticisms by uh, South Korean military experts, including myself, about the uh, lamentable, poor quality of the satellite photo images that uh, North Korean newspaper proudly uh, casted. Mm. So Kim Yo-jong already uh, gave us a warning that um, Kim Jong-un and Kim Yo-jong would uh, throw something Mm. in retaliation to this uh, uh, uncalled, you know, criticism uh, for the satellite launch and the photographs uh, of North Korea. So they sent the drones to, Mm. you know, Rick Haybok.
0: They want to show something, and this is, it came with a Mm forewarning. Thank you very much, Dr. Vong. Uh, I apologize for losing my cool for a second. No, 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 not (laughs) at all. I'll see you next, uh, in a few weeks. Thank you very much, Dr. Vong. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you.